welcome to the podcast today. Uh, first one in some days because it was off work Friday and Monday. I think we skipped Thursday. So a bunch of things to get to. Lots of things to share. And then we'll bring on today's guest, Amy Moore, from the Imagination Station. Uh, and it's not all the thing, it's not the thing that you might be thinking about. It's for something happening Saturday and a little bit of what's happening on Tuesday. Uh, first things first, I call it the Buckeye tax. The Buckeye tax. What the heck is the Buckeye tax? Uh, let me get my phone. So I noticed it like last Thursday night and then through the weekend. It was like an off the grid kind of weekend, but I, I addressed it on Sunday. My T-Mobile internet, which is now I'm six months into, $50 flat was out. Is on the fritz? Is that an, is that too old of a saying? Uh, it was in and out and mostly out. So I called their customer service. I actually called them on Saturday um, to no avail. I just kind of gave up. Sunday, Sunday, I was more laser focused to address it. Uh, there were I was on the phone with them for three hours, and there's a Buckeye tax. But first, let me explain this. Um, it was, it was very painful with someone who I had, I struggled to understand their English and it was a very little help of turn, turn off and turn on your devices. Um, forget the network. Uh, eventually like literally after two hours, the woman on her end did a hard reset. That didn't work. The strange thing about it is it says on on the modem connection is good, but I don't have any I don't have any internet. When my Wi-Fi pops on, um, the little orange letters come up, and my iPad and iPhone says uh, it's connected, but there's no internet connection. Uh, I don't I don't really ever get angry, raise my voice, lose my cool like that. I was irate with this woman for the non answers and non help she was giving me. Um, we've gotten to the point where a ticket was submitted and I should have an answer about that on Friday. Whether I get it back, I don't know. Josh, the engineer, uh, other half of my best friend duo with Alex said it's possible that it's atmospheric. I hope it's that. This morning, um, before I came into work, it was fine for like a good half hour. And that hasn't been the case for a couple of days. So he said, dusk and dawn as we go through the season change, might be causing the issue. I hope it's that because I don't want to have to talk to T-Mobile again. I don't want to have to go through that rigmarole or even worse, tell them I'm canceling and however the cancellation process goes and then go back to Buckeye. And the woman at the Buckeye store did say, you'll be back. Um, there is a Buckeye tax. And in my case, it was $60. I never had an issue with Buckeye cable. And when I did, which was, I've been a Buc- I was a Buckeye customer eight years, nine years. Um, I call them, get a local person, they walk me through it, it's fixed, or they're like, "Hey, you're, you're, that's not a good box. Come swap it out." My problems were fixed quickly, and the people were very helpful because they're they're local people, um, and that's the Buckeye tax. I was paying one hundred and ten dollars for service that was fine. I don't need. Super, super fast internet because I don't do work at home. I'm not constantly streaming games. So the speed is, I just need it to be satisfactory. 
I don't notice if my game is loading a little slower or whatnot. Because I'm just on my iPad, internet surfing, whatnot. But now I see that I was paying $60 to get some tech help when and if there was an issue. Because the the three plus hours that I was irate and in a mad fury over the weekend was almost worth that $60 a month. And that's so that's that extra $60 a month, the $110. So $60, we're talking like a $600 a month to have a local person help me out, which they always did before. Speaking of um, expensive things, by the way, um, I don't know if it's expensive or not, but happy, happy opening day for Raising Cane's. Enjoy that. There were people out there this morning, a bunch, at 9 a.m. for a ribbon cutting. I told you one opened in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. My brother's like, it was fine. So maybe it's more hype than anything. I don't know. Um, but more money stuff. So uh, Taylor Swift announced a, a tour, the, the Eras tour. We're part of Detroit. Do you ever feel slighted that some of the other cities, Chicago, I think New York, but Philly and Boston, they get two shows. Detroit gets one, June 10th at Ford Field. There are more people in those cities, I believe, so that's why they, they double up. Remember, Detroit is a shrinking population. So I wonder if Taylor, who has who who really does have the final say, usually it's Ticketmaster and venues and whatnot and promoters who probably have to rubber stamp the final cost for ticket prices. But this is Taylor Swift. I don't want to say force of nature anymore because whenever we say, when, when I think of force of nature, I think of hurricane and that's catastrophic. She is a powerful force. Um, Taylor can al- almost say, today it's going to be 70 degrees and it will be 70 degrees. She has that kind of clout and power. I hope she exercises some of that because I bet these ticket prices will be enormous. One of the reasons I've stopped going to concerts, it's not the big, the big reason is there's a lot of people. Um, it's loud. So a lot of people and noise, like just things that I don't, I don't go, small intimate concert, I'm in for. Uh, tens of thousands of people or 10,000 people? No, 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 no. Um, Cuts tickets are expensive. Like I've seen what they are. Um, whether those are in the secondary market or whatnot. Like, I'm sure the Harry Styles tickets are in the hundreds of dollar range. For a couple of tickets to a Detroit show for a big artist, you're going to pay, what, 300 bucks? I felt, I thought about over the summer when we were giving away a lot of concert tickets. Um, there wasn't as much interest for some what I thought were good tickets as I expected. And I wonder if some of that was, congratulations, just won a pair of tickets to see a show in Clarkston at... DTE, they, you're winning like $100 tickets, whatever, they were $50 seats. And oh yeah, by the way, that's going to cost you gas money and parking, both are, which are very expensive. And I know that concerts more than ever are of great value, and it's not just singing. You truly get a 360 degree experience. And I appreciate that and acknowledge that. But at some point, You've just got to go, no, I'm, I'm simply not going to pay $300 per ticket for a Taylor Swift concert ticket. Like for some people, it could be a $1,000 experience. So I wonder if Taylor will be cognizant and thoughtful of who her fans are 
and what the economy is like across the planet in most countries like ours. And she goes, hey, I know we got to make a profit here, but I want to be considerate of my fans. So let's cut 20% off those tickets. And please don't add the 20% back to make your money on the ridiculous bees. Okay? Another big money thing. Um, similarly to how I do not raise my voice, get irate, turn into a fury of anger like it did Sunday, it is pretty hard to surprise me and, and get my jaw to drop and, and to have me do a double take. And I did that today. I go to the Monettes on Glendale. I love it. Um, it you, you have seen the pictures where people post a shot of a local grocer and like, got all this for $12. That That's totally me. Like I can get all the vegetables and salad stuff I need and maybe a sweet potato or some apples for like under 20 bucks and I'm good for the week. Today I go in there and uh, right as I walk in, I, to the right, some olive oil, tomatoes to the left is usually where they have the, the greens that I look at. Um, the store wrapped kale, green leaf, and romaine lettuce. A lot of times those are like a buck 99 each. Sometimes I've seen them like three for five. Those store wrapped all, each of the three were $4.99. I was in awe. I I did a double take and thought, wait a second. Is that like four for 99 cents? $4.99. Um, so I'm thinking, well, this this can't be good. I hope this isn't all of the lettuce. So the plastic packaged lettuce, which I don't often get because it's a little pricier, was the better value. $2.99 for the spring mix that I got. Uh, I'll have to make it last longer or go get another one, but that, that'll that work. So right next to that, are you familiar with the bags of the, the three stalks of lettuce, romaine, whatever it may be, but it's three stalks. Uh, in Kroger places, that's usually like three ninety nine, two ninety nine. Three stalks. It was eight ninety nine. Could not believe it. So that that's got to be. I I can't do the math real fast. Real fast off the top of my head, but a several hundred percent increase. The only reason I bring this up is because nothing else... At that point, I was prepared to go, oh my God, everything, all the inflation hit Monette's at once. And some of their prices have gone up here and there, but nothing nothing like this. I bring this up because it was the only thing of all the items that I buy that that was noticeably up. Red onions, fine. Sweet potatoes, fine. Apples, fine. Banana, everything. Everything was as is. It's almost it's almost as if a nuclear attack was launched against the United Nations of lettuce. And there's now a not a lettuce shortage. Like this is the end of lettuce forever. Um got to those things uh i'd like to invite you out to a does toledo have talent show coming up on saturday at the mommy indoor uh this will be the first time i'm in the big theater um tracy a dude i know from actually met him working he worked at the vitamin shop and i used to shop at the one on monroe all the time and he looked like philadelphia 76er joel Embiid. 
good dude, puts on a lot of community events, so I was happy to help him out. I did not notice he put Toledo legend Q105's Eric Chase. I didn't want to type this out online, but I will say it here. Um, I have to say a lot. Kind of part of the job. I have to have thoughts and opinions. Kind of makes things interesting so that you'll listen and follow. Um, It has to be loud to stand out sometimes. But I do try to conduct myself um, with a great deal of humility, uh, grace, and gratitude. And I also know that I have... Mary Bill, you just texted me when I was recording a little while ago that I was once again nominated City Paper Best Local Celebrity. I had graduated from podcast or whatever. I don't take that lightly. Um, January will go into what, I think that'll mark my 10 years here. Um, And I always endeavored to maintain a solid reputation as opposed to... um, previous morning show hosts at my old radio station who had some tainted reputations. And I think I've done a pretty good job of that. Um, So while I have earned the attention and your interest, I appreciate that. I will always do my best to conduct myself with humility. But I did ask Tracy to take legend out of that flyer. One last thing. Um, Listening to a podcast that I really like, not this one. Uh, it's called Plain English with Derek Thompson, who I, he's a writer for The Atlantic, uh, really thoughtful guy, um, a little younger than me. I've mentioned that podcast and him here before. I fangirl quite a bit and blush when he responds or likes a, a tweet of mine at him. He had a guy on name, yesterday named, uh, named Ben Smith, and I forget what the overall topic of things was, but uh, the guest brought up, he had read the Will Smith book, and uh, Will Smith had some pretty thoughtful quotes about getting famous, losing fame, being rich, Um, and I would have dove into that book maybe even more if the guest said he only took two, if he he said he took more than two things away, but they, they brought up one thing that I talk about repeatedly, so I like the affirmation, like anybody. Um, Derek often points out, the world is not worse than it's ever been. As I often say, it's not. It really isn't. There are just more voices than ever telling you, unfortunately, a lot of bad things. Um, if you want to feel bad, there is plenty of dread within a, within a couple of seconds of opening your phone um, because of the numerous sources. I, I hate when people say the media or social media. Um, and social media has a lot of ills and deserves a lot of blame. But sometimes that means just the average person um, sharing what they read maybe incorrectly. That dread, that bad is everywhere. Um, there was an article in, on, the, in the site, on the site Vox, and this was like from four years ago. And they actually tried to find the worst year on earth. And it was sometime in like the 1500s. I sh- I'll, re- I'll tweet the article out. Actually, do you know when the worst year on earth was when the meteor uh, killed the dinosaurs. That was the worst year on earth ever. And that, that, that's really like an unsolvable problem. I know we're trying to solve that, but if one of those is coming, it's over. Um, but think of some of the things that we have accomplished in these terrible times. Um, one of the greatest feats in human history, and I know that 
everybody's perspective is to their own. As I say, everything is subjective. Everything is relative. If you face racism and homophobia at every turn, the world sucks to you. I understand that. And I try not to generalize. Um, one of the great feats in human history was just under our nose. We came up with a vaccine for a, pan- for, for, uh, a pandemic within a year. Within a year. Look, we have made great strides recently in the fight against AIDS, where when we were growing up, I was scared to have sex. I picked up a needle one time off the ground, and I was like, oh no, I have AIDS now. It was, it was terribly frightening, rightfully so, because it was pernicious and life-threatening. Now it's totally manageable, and probably before the end of this decade, we will have a cure for it. But we had a vaccine for a pandemic in under a year. We have cancer survivors, something that tore humanity apart. Think about how how much cancer killed people um, in times before we even knew that it was that it was cancer. Um, as much as there are oppressed people and minorities um, who face hate and vitriol at every turn. Generally speaking, those people are treated better than centuries ago where people were cold for their sexual identity or the color of their skin. We've made strides. We're not where we need to be, but we're a lot better. And to say tongue-in-cheek, um, to wrap up that part, we uh, we can make long-distance phone calls for free now. I remember as a kid, if I wanted to call another area code... I had to ask permission. That was going to be like a, a $4 phone call. Um, so we are better off than really we've ever been. Not everybody. Um, but there's just more voices than ever. So to improve your life, quiet some of those voices. The other thing they brought up in the podcast was, and, and this is kind of this is very oblique, and, and I tried to type it out. and I struggled. It was a lot easier when, when I listened to it when I said it back. Um, kids are pretty fucked up these days. A lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And I've, I've thrown some theories out there before. And they threw out this idea. Um, they are closer to what they want to be than we were. Let me explain that. So when we were growing up, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a Major League Baseball player. Loved baseball. And then... Uh, I got to high school and realized there were a lot of people better than me, and uh, I didn't throw nearly as hard as as I need to be a Major League Baseball player. So that dream, that one, it, it was painful, but it ended. And I had to be more practical, and thankfully, I also wanted to kind of do radio stuff, and that worked out for me. Um, and this is the, the, the hard-to-describe part. People and things that we wanted to be as kids... People wanted to grow up and be like president, which was ridiculous then. But you know, I wanted me, my my example. I wanted to be a baseball player. That seemed I I knew the odds were against. I wanted it, and I was going to work hard. But I knew the odds were deeply against me. And the closest you could get to a baseball player was well, I I have a lot of his baseball card. Um, I didn't do autographs as a kid, but like we had good seats at a ball game, and that guy was twenty feet away from me. Now. 
you can literally interact with people you admire and whose footsteps you want to follow in and maybe be better than them thanks to our phones and social media. You may have heard me say before, yeah, I get why people might not want to work because everybody thinks they have something in their back pocket where they're 30 seconds of video from being a viral sensation. And that proximity to the people, now kids often say they do want to be influencers. And you can be, as a kid, you can be a lot closer to an influencer than I was as a, than I thought I was to a baseball player. So it was easy for me to let go of that. Now, when kids want to be influencers, they feel so close and connected to them. Um, and when they put up post after post after post that doesn't get the engagement they're hoping for, that's failure over and over and over again. It's kind of like saying and reminding people, remember, social media is everybody's highlight reel. you got to remember that. Nobody's showing you the worst of their life. Maybe they are, but even then, they're trying to make a point out of it. That repeated failure of picking up the phone and seeing that nobody saw your post or you didn't go viral, that, that like, how many times is somebody picking up their phone and they're getting bludgeoned every time feeling like they're a failure as opposed to me going, I don't throw fast enough. Can't be a baseball player. Let's do plan B. Another reason why kids are so pained these days. I guess the example should be, I think most of us are somewhat familiar with, hey, Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates were like, uh, they, they started all this shit in their garage and look at them. You can do it too. I think it was uh, the guy who did uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, Mark Manson, who was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they did. But like millions of people were complete and utter failures in their garages and now just work pretty mundane jobs. There were infinitely more failures than those two stories. Um, 99.9% of people will not be them. Not saying don't strive for it, but keep your expectations reasonable. Needs. I hope parents are telling the same things um, if their kids say, Mom, I want to be an influencer. The ratio, while there are far more famous influencers, where that's their job, not like a post goes viral, but like that's their life. Um, the ratio of Steve Jobs and Bill Gates to the failures is the same for influencers to that those failures. Um, there are more influencers, but that means there are more failures. And I hope parents are letting their kids know that instead of letting them open their phone every time and go, I suck. Because before it was just like nobody liked my post. But now when you want that to be your occupation, it's doubly worse. The blade goes in and comes out the back of you. Um, let's welcome in Amy Moore from the Imagination Station. They have something really neat going on this weekend. We're going to try to shatter a record and why you should throw five bucks their way on Tuesday. First, uh, before we get started, um, I know we have a big thing to do on Saturday, but some people might not know about uh, why that's kind of happening because there's a pretty neat new exhibit. Well, new-ish exhibit uh, with you guys right now, right? Yeah, yeah. We have the Science of Guinness World Records, which is awesome. There's um, 70 different activities that people can come in and, and try out. All of them have to do with real Guinness World Records. And you may be asking yourself, why Guinness World Records at a science center? 
turns out that a lot of the records um, have science involved in them. So it's a lot of fun to really learn about how our body works and how different things um, play into world records. So we're excited to have it here. People really seem to be enjoying it. I, I didn't ask myself that question at all. Um, it it kind of reminded me of Mythbusters from a couple of years ago. Like, how do we accomplish that? And then there were paintballs shot at, well, coworkers of mine. So it seems simil- <laughs> a little bit similar similar to that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's super interactive. You know, there's a lot of things. You know, what One of the things I love about working at the Science Center is that I learn something new every day. And this is just kind of part of that. Like you can go in there and you will learn facts that you never knew, never knew that you wanted to knew, know. And then, you know, it encourages you to get out there and, and kind of be your own record breaker. What did you learn yesterday? Oh, that's, you can't put me on the spot like that. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it has been a busy day. I, I will tell you what I learned today. Um, We did a live segment with a local news station, and I found out that if you use Pyrex glass, it turns invisible in canola oil. And you know what? You never know when you're going to need that. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that's what I learned today, you asked. No, I get it. I I get it. I get it. Nobody has more literally useless knowledge than me, so I'm all for that neat stuff. Was Was that super scientist Carl doing his thing? It wasn't Carl, but it was um, it was our extreme scientist Jeff, who Jeff. I think does equally as many <laughs> of our TV segments as Carl. Um, so let's uh, let's jump ahead to Saturday and how that ties back to uh, the Guinness World Record because we're going to try to. Um, it's so corny, and whoever come, came up with it should get a free day off. But we're going to try to shatter a record, right? Oh yeah, we're definitely going to shatter this record. Um, So we're inviting the community to come out and help us out. One of the great things about this exhibition is that we're able to actually attempt to break a real Guinness World Record title. So, you know, we all sat down and we thought, okay, what could we do? There's a number of different things. um, But the one that kind of stuck out to us has to do with glass. It's the International Year of Glass. We're the glass city. So, you know, why not? Why not do something awesome like that? So, we're going to be collecting the most amount of glass bottles for recycling in one hour. Okay. So 60 minutes. We have to collect two and a half tons of glass bottles, um, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it here on Saturday. It's going to be gorgeous. We're going to do it from 10 to 11. Um, We're inviting people to collect their glass bottles now, and then between that time frame, they're going to come to our turnaround here off of Summit Street, and they're going to drop off those bottles. We've been really lucky. We have a ton of partners. Um, The city has stepped up. The county has stepped up. The Metro Parks, Toledo Spirits, the library. So everybody's really on board with with making this happen. And it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to kind of get the community involved, to get people excited, and then also teach them a little bit about recycling, downcycling, um, being sustainable, kind of all of those things wrapped into one. I I have some questions to fire off at you. Um, Who has the current record? Oh, that's a good question. I believe it was somebody. So I think it was set in 2019 in Spain, if I'm remembering correctly. So and it it was a similar situation. You know, they were trying to raise awareness about sustainability and recycling and the importance of all of that. Um, And, you know, when we came across that, we thought, you know what, this is great. We, We could totally do this. It kind of falls in line with not only what's going on in our city, but what we're doing in the Science Center. And we thought, why not? Let's go. And uh, like I said, we've been really lucky. This response so far has been great. And uh, we really need people to turn out on uh, on Saturday to make it even greater. The second thing I thought was, there's no way they're going to collect that all in one hour. Like, it'll take that long to get the... Oh, I'm like, oh, wait a second. 
So, and then I pivoted and said, when I was talking about it on, on the air and whatnot, like put, instead of putting it in your blue bucket now, your glasses, put it aside so you can bring it to the imagination station within that hour, right? Exactly. And, and you know, what we're really hoping is that it's going to be kind of a full day event for everybody. Um, you know, because once we get these glass bottles behind a certain point, because we only have to collect them within that hour, right. we don't have to collect and weigh and all of that. It just has to get past a certain point. And once we do that, the the real Guinness adjudicator is going to be here on site. And that person is going to be weighing and counting every single bottle um, until uh, we, we reach that record, which I'm, I'm confident. I think we'll be able to do it. Do you have some in, do you have some like insider knowledge knowing that the like Metro Parks has collected every trash can from all the parks and they're bringing it by and they're going to put you over the top? I mean, maybe <laughs> I can't confirm or deny any information. <laughs> no, but they've been great. They set up they set up donation sites. So the library and the Metro Parks, they stepped in and they said, "Hey, we'll set up some some bins so if people aren't able to make it on Saturday, they can toss them in these bins and then they deliver them to us the day that we're going to be breaking the record." Is is there any is there any fine print? Like I'm thinking glass bottles, but are there other potential glass recyclables that that won't count? Yes, anything but a bottle. <laughs> so oh. if you have glass jars, you know you could bring those in, and we'd be happy to recycle them for you. But for this specific record, we just need glass bottles. So think salad dressings, lemonade bottles, um, maybe a wine bottle. Any of those will kind of fit into that um like you obviously have some great partners helping out and and some partners in a, in a bigger cause looming in about oh one week uh i'll come back to that in a second what about yeah. um going to how the hockey game will happen that night what about like to all the bars and places downtown because i'm sure they have plenty of bottles to uh to recycle from all the drinking well, I will tell you, so Toledo Spirits has been fantastic. Not only have they been collecting bottles for us, but they've helped us make connections at a lot of these area bars and restaurants. So we have, I mean, probably more than a dozen of these um, organizations that are, are pitching in and they've been saving their bottles for us. And they're going to be doing the same thing. They're going to be bringing awesome. them all here. And, you know, it's, that's the idea. You know, we really wanted to have a, a big community feel. And we think that we're accomplishing that by kind of getting everybody involved. It's not just the folks who are going to be coming through our drive-through donation drop-off, but you know, it's these businesses, it's these other organizations, it's the city, it's the county. So it's kind of bringing everyone together to do something really fun and cool. And we're pretty good at that. When uh, when we have to rally to a cause, whether there's some type type of unexpected tragedy, a weather Eric, emergency. I think I lost my audio. Hello. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Oh, I'm sorry about that. I don't know no. what happened. No, no, no. Um, I was just just saying um, when, whether it's something awful or we're trying to do something like this, um, we can be at each other's throats. There's some some bad things that happen here too often lately, but we really rally together and do good good things like this. So, um, whether you had inside knowledge or not, I think this is a record that we can break with all the partners that are coming together to make this happen. Yeah, I, you know, we're really excited. You know, we thought long and hard about what we wanted to do, what was feasible. Um, and, and our main goal was just to kind of bring people together. We want to show people what we're doing down here at the Science Center because we're doing a lot of really great things, you know, but we also want to bring outside organizations in to show how, you know, we work together, how they work with us and just kind of the importance of that community feeling, um, especially around something like this. How often do we get an opportunity to, to make history, right, in the Guinness World Record books? So. Right. Right. We're excited. Um, how, how, what will the mechanics of the day be like? When can people start lining up? What can they expect? So we're going to um, get everything opened up here at 10 a.m. I mean, they're advised at like 
how specific Guinness is when it comes to <laughs> breaking these world records. But starting at 10 a.m., cars can start coming in. Um, we're going to have all hands on deck here. We have a number of amazing volunteers from some of those organizations that I mentioned. Um, and then the adjudicator will be here. He's going to be overseeing everything and making sure we're doing everything to a T. So it all has to be recorded. They have logbooks. So it's, it's, it's serious business. How, do you know how, how it's going to be weighed? So we had to bring in a certain type of scale mm. that weighed within a certain type of amount, you know, so it's again, very specific. So um, we've worked with some companies here, the city of Toledo weights and measures. They're helping us out with that. They're going to have some folks on site to make sure that we're doing it correctly. Um, so yeah, we've been working with a lot of different people to make sure that we're doing it right and that we can get it done in, in a quick manner. Excellent. I wonder if, uh, when, um, God, our recycling company, it's escaping me right now. When they go around next week and all the blue buckets are lighter than usual, they'll, they'll have no idea what was going on. Meanwhile, it all went to you guys. Well, I'll tell you, Republic's been really great to us too. That's they true. actually donated, yep, they donated a ton of bins for us to give to these local organizations to give them a place to to collect it. So then it was easy for pickup, for drop off, all of that. So they've been amazing. Um, it's really great to kind of see everybody rallying around this. Um Makes you feel really good about the city we live in. Absolutely. We all have great Toledo pride. Um, with all this going on, have people also gotten the message of they they should vote for you? I think it's issue 10 coming up next Tuesday. So uh, the levy passes and we continue to have all these great things at the Imagination Station. Yeah, yeah I think that's what we're hoping. You know, we've been out and about a lot. We're talking to a lot of people, really stressing the importance of this renewal levy. Um, you know, it's not a new tax, but it does allow us to do things like we're doing this weekend. So, you know, this money funds our traveling exhibitions. And if we weren't able to have the science of Guinness World Records here, then we wouldn't be able to bring everybody together and to, and to do this really great community event and, and sort of solidify Toledo in the Guinness World Record books. So, you know, it's that, it's the outreach that we're doing with local schools. It's the fun experiences that we do in our building. So there are a lot of things that are tied to this levy. Um, you know, we're really hoping that we're getting that message across that people are, are seeing the value of the science center, not only economically, but just even as simple as making memories on a Saturday, right? Like I think we've all kind of over the last two years really stressed the importance of these memories and these moments. And, and we want to be a source of that. And, you know, with the Lucas County's help, we'll be able to continue to do that for years to come. And it's, it's five bucks a year, right? Roughly speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So the owner of a hundred thousand dollar home, we're talking $5 and 21 cents a year. So, you know, what is that? Is that your cup of coffee at Starbucks? Yeah. Is that a fast food meal at lunch? You know, really it's, it's not a lot when you're, when you think about, you know, the reach that we have from the science center, cause it's not just downtown Toledo. It goes beyond Lucas County. Even, um, the, the students that were able to get excited about STEM education, the adults that were able to get excited about just STEM in general, you know, the impact that we're able to make in our community, with our partners, with events, all of those things kind of come back to that. So, you know, we're hopeful. We're we're hitting the ground running. We're working really hard to get the message out. So um, vote, vote for issue 10. Can I ask, uh, uh, get a preview of anything coming up in, the, wow, it's already November, uh, in like the know, winter? It's crazy. Thankfully, it's 70 today, so I'm not, I don't have to worry about it being November. Um, can I get a preview of any winter things, or how long is the uh, Guinness exhibition there, and then what might be next? 
So Guinness is going to be here um, through the first of the year. So you still have a couple of months if you haven't checked it out. I recommend that you do because it's a lot of fun. One of my favorites. Um, we have another one that's coming in after that that's called Beyond Human Limits. And I will just leave it at that. We'll have more details soon. Um, but in terms of holiday events, we have a lot of things coming up. We have um, our members only event called Cookies and Cocoa. Um, so that's a really great night for families to come in and sort of get into the holiday spirit. Um, we're going to be showing Polar Express in 3D. Those tickets are going to be on sale soon. Um, we're doing one of your favorites, Science After Dark. We have one coming up in December. It's going to be um, a holiday beer tasting event. Um, and then we're showing Die Hard in the Key Bank Discovery Theater. So we have a lot of stuff coming up, even just in the next two months. And we're busy, but we're so excited. Way to take way to take a very controversial stance and play Die Hard for for, for Christmas, obviously. Well, obviously, you know, <laughs> we, we like to keep the debate going. You know what I mean? That's part of the fun. There's there's somebody out there, and I don't want to like stereotype, but somebody is going to sever their relationship with the Imagination Station, and it's just going to be <laughs> one person because they are vehemently against Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Hey, we'll see what happens. You know, um, right. we've actually gotten a lot of interest, you know, when we bring it up, when we had people here for our Halloween film and we mentioned like, hey, this one's coming up. It was a lot of oohs and ahs coming from the audience. So it seems like people are, are pretty excited. It's going to be pretty well received. So time will tell. <laughs> I think I had, I had one more question for you, but I can't remember what it might have been. Guinness, Guinness stuff uh, beyond. Oh, oh, I remember. Did you have a good time? <laughs> Did you have a good time with Aaron Fotheringham? Oh, yeah. He was amazing. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about somebody who's inspirational. And what's really great is that when we sort of, I guess, booked his appearance here, for lack of a better term, when we worked with the Ability Center to bring him to the Science Center, um, we didn't realize that he was going to be so prominently displayed in our Science of Guinness World Records exhibition. Um, he actually broke the record for the longest wheelchair ramp jump, I believe. Um, and we have a huge poster of him talking about that. Um, so it was nice to have him in, to show him, and to see the impact, you know, all of the families that were there to see him and, and realize that you could really do anything regardless of your ability. Um, so it's great. It was really inspirational. He was a lot of fun. He was a really good sport. Um, we did our methane bubbles with him, um, which he thought was pretty cool. So... It was yeah, great. He was a good dude. Um, I went with the Ability Center to have some lunch with him, and then we recorded our podcast um, that day. We had a great conversation, and uh, that podcast is out now. And uh, I, he told me about the time he landed on his face, and all of his teeth were everywhere. So we had a really good chat. He was a good dude. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, I mean, <laughs> to lean over the side of that ramp the way that he does and just go for it. Like, I think we all could use a little bit of bravery like that. Yeah, he's he's really inspirational um, and super humble, too, because I asked him something about his Instagram with like a half a million followers. I was like, do you have to manage all your people to get the proper posts up? He's like, what are you talking about? I, I run that. I'm like, <laughs> way to stay humble. Good for you. But no, he's I know. I love that. Super good dude. Yeah, it was great. We enjoyed having him here. And, you know, I, we told him, anytime you want to come back, you let us know and we'll, we'll have you here. So. Oh, I wouldn't expect him during the fall and winter months. Probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for the time. Uh, good luck on Saturday. I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. I'll be watching socials to see if we're getting to that two and a half tons, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on that. We'll definitely be keeping everyone updated. I'm, I'm guessing that we'll probably know um, late afternoon, but it all depends on how everything goes. So we'll see. We'll have to uh, make it an extra heavy drinking night downtown at all the bars so we can really, really <laughs> put it over the top. And that, that'll be a huge struggle for us Toledo people to have another one at the Dirty Bird. 
Right, exactly, exactly. All right, Amy, tell uh, tell Jeff and Carl and Andy I said hi, and I'll see you soon, okay? Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, bye.